You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, he's still got plenty to work on the de- defensive zone, and like he's going to. I'm, and I'm not editing that out because what a dog noise. Wow. Like that was Hall of Fame level dog noise on the show. Like I know that you I know that if you've listened to this show, you know you get you're going to get dog noises. They're in here with me, you know? But that one was like put it up in the rafters. What's up? Welcome back to the Kane Strain Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Monday episode. Remember, every Monday and Thursday, you're going to get a new one of these guys. Yay! <laughs> um, how are we doing? We finally won a game. Does that make you feel better? I hope it does. You know what else can make you feel better? A little bit of a little bit of cashola. You know what I mean? A little bit of scarole. Uh, you've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Of course hockey's in there, baby, you know it is. Making a li- lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. All you gotta do is draft your lineup, feel the sweat like never before, Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. It's way cooler than other fantasy things, you know? Other fantasy things are nerdy. This is cool. And it's like daily, so it's it's a little easier to motivate yourself to keep up with. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. Hey, is that a lot of money? Yeah, it is. Hey, thanks, math consultant. Appreciate that. Um, verified, a lot of money, $7 billion. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all of the action. So now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Y'all ready to get into this? Y'all ready for this? Did that for too long. But it doesn't matter. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be upfront with you guys uh, and and girls and anything in between. Um, I. Uh, this is probably gonna be a short one. The it just got warm here this week, you know, and the pollens come out, and uh, your boys feeling a little shitty because of the old allergies. Um, so, you know, I'm definitely not feeling. Top titty bar down. It's not me. I'm not a cat. I'm not. I'm not. It's not feeling great. I'm telling these allergies. How about new? Yeah. Yeah. Allergies fucking suck. No fucking cap. My throat hurts and my fucking head's all clogged up. It blows, you know? So uh, it's going to be not like a 40-minute episode is what I'm saying. And you don't care. 
Who's going to listen to it until it runs out or you're not listening to it at all? And in that case, it just doesn't matter. So um, the Hurricanes picked up a dub against the Florida Panthers. It was a, a, a bit of a shaky one, if we're being honest. Um, you know what's funny is that before we get into the game, you know, you know how this works. You've been around. Um, I went, what was it? Maybe it was the first game against Tampa. Yeah, when we won 4 to nothing. First out of this little stretch, uh, I went, my wife and I were going to have dinner. The place we were going to uh, go to is new, and it had like a two-hour wait. <laughs> so uh, we went to uh, this little tiny, like, burger place, uh, you know, down the way because they had a bar and TVs, and I was like, let me watch the game at least. So we sat there. This is just as... This is how Savannah, Georgia works, if you're wondering how it is for hockey fans. Um, I sat down, and this is very common. This is not a one-off. This is everywhere I go. Uh, I say, hey, can you? would you be able to put a game on for me? And they go, sure, what do you want? And I said, it's the Carolina Hurricanes and Tampa Bay Lightning. And she goes, is that basketball? <laughs> and that's just my life. That's just what it is, you know? People think like, oh, hockey doesn't work in the South, in North Carolina. I got news for you. As far as hockey goes, the South is not North Carolina. You want to really know what it's like to know nothing about a sport? Come to Georgia, baby. We don't know shit here. Um, I mean, there's just nothing. There's no ice rink. So, like, of course you're not interested in it. I said, no, it's actually hockey. Um, it's on this channel. Like, I literally have to tell them what channel. They're like, well, do you know what channel? I'm like... You're a fucking sports bar, you know? Just find it. And she found it. So credit to her because she thought it was basketball and she still found it for me. Some people are like, I don't know, man. What? Like, geez. Don't call yourself a sports bar if you can't find... I mean, the NHL is is one of the four major sports leagues, okay? You got fucking drag racing on this one TV. You're going to tell me you can't find an NHL hockey game? Get out of here with that. Hate that. We are getting a um, an ECHL team here in Savannah. They're building the, the stadium right now, and the team is supposed to start, I think, 21-22. Uh, so that'll be cool. I have no clue who they'll be affiliated with, but hey, I'm pretty sure uh, Carolina's ECHL affiliation is up shortly. Maybe they'll move them here. That would be pretty sweet. Could see some guys who potentially uh, you know, got drafted by the Canes and whatnot or or move up to the Wolves and all that sort of stuff. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. But I'm more excited about the fact that an ECHL team in Savannah means that there will be a, a rink. And maybe, just maybe, I'll be able to get out there. Because it's been mm, three years since I've played at all, and I'm dying. I'm dying. That actually might be what makes me feel like shit today. Not the pollen. Maybe it's just the fact that I haven't, I haven't skated in three years. It's probably doing it for me. But yeah, it'll be really cool to get out there but yes she said is it basketball that made me laugh so there's your little tidbit for the day uh this is you know i i'm not i'm not i don't have all the energy in the world as you can tell so your your little oh it's supposed to make me laugh up front that's all i got it's all i got you know if it didn't work it didn't work but hey maybe we can talk about hockey and you'd be like that's what i come for anyway and cool we can do that then um so the hurricanes defeat the Florida Panthers 4-3 in a shootout. 
and this game was a little bit of a roller coaster. Um, the Canes came out good, I thought. Came out well, I guess, would be the way to properly say that in English. Um, you know, they get the lead on uh, on a goal there in the in the first period, and and then build on it and get two, and then you know from there, uh, not quite as great. So. I guess if it's just one game, you know, let's just go through it. Let me actually, I'm going to pull up the, um, I'm going to pull up the stats for these, for this game right here. And actually, if you look at the, you know, like the Corsi numbers and that sort of stuff, uh, it appears that Florida absolutely destroyed the Hurricanes in the first period. But to be honest with you, I thought the Hurricanes had some good chances and, uh, I thought that it was more more even than those numbers showed. I mean, if you look at the Corsi, it's like 70% to 30%, 21 to 9 for Florida. Um, so they got a lot of shot attempts, but I thought the Hurricanes, while they didn't get a lot of shots, got more chances. Like they had nine shots on goal and uh, eight, or sorry, six scoring chances. So six, six out of nine shots were scoring chances. Um, and then Florida put up, what did they have? Uh, 21 shot attempts. And only had eight. So two more, 12 more shot attempts in the Hurricanes, but only two more scoring chances. So that, that to me was the story. The Hurricanes were getting quality without shots on goal necessarily, which, hey, hit the fucking net, you know? But also, it's all good. It wasn't like a great dominant period, but they came out with the lead, and I thought that that was really important. Take a lead to the first intermission um, really does a lot for the team. So uh, I believe it was Vincent Trocek got that first goal. And it was on the power play as well. So the Hurricanes, honestly, you know what? I would say they did get outplayed by Florida in that first period, just in general. I mean, it was it was tighter than these numbers show, but I would give the slight edge to Florida. But the Hurricanes got a power play, and they capitalized on the power play. Dougie Hamilton, good play to get it through. Vincent Trocek gets the tip. I think that Dougie was like upset that that wasn't his goal. He really wants to score. Um, and Dougie has been okay this year. Um you know he's been he's been still putting up points. I, like you you won't hear me say that Dougie Hamilton has been poor. I think he's been good, but we saw Dougie Hamilton last year get to a level of greatness that I'm wondering if he can get back to. You know I I like obviously he can. I'm wondering if he will get back to it, or if it was just like an an anomaly because obviously um, guys throughout their career have you know up and down anomalies. Like I would say last year for Nino Niederreiter was a down anomaly. Like, he's not going to consistently play at that level and would put up those points. I don't think he played terrible last year. I just think that, like, you know, a little bit of bad luck, a little bit of confidence that puts you in the dumps. You don't start playing the same way. You see how it changes when small things change and and big results change. So uh, I think that Dougie is capable of consistently being close to what we saw last year. But last year, for for a stretch, man... (laughs) He was just unbelievable. One of the best defensemen in the league. So, you know, is Dougie Hamilton like a top five defenseman in the league? I don't know. My gut says probably not. He's really good. Um, But it's going to be tough to consistently compete with, you know, John Carlson and Victor Hedman and all those guys. Like, after seeing the Tampa Bay Lightning for all those games that they played recently, dude, Victor Hedman is the best defenseman in the game. And I don't see how anyone argues that. Like, just give that guy the Norris every year. He's so good. It's unbelievable. Like, offensively, defensively, 
he's just he's just so good. It's absurd. Like it really it's it's disheartening how good he is. Uh, because you're like that guy's not on my team. That's a bummer, and he won't ever be either. Uh, so you know, I don't like. I don't know that it's fair to judge Dougie Hamilton to that level. Like, I don't. I don't know that he's going to do that consistently, and I don't like. I don't think it's fair to expect him to. Like, I don't expect Dougie Hamilton to have to put up twenty plus goals every season. That's absurd. But what we saw that most impressed me from Dougie last year was, and I guess it was just confidence. Like when goals went in early, um. Like, he just really looked dialed in every game. And uh, defensively, I think he's taken a slight step back from where he was at last year to more of what he was his first year with the Canes. Which, again, it wasn't terrible, but, like, it wasn't great. Um, I think he's I think he's playing better than his very first... Than it, I think he's playing better than the first half of his first season with the Canes. But he's got some... He got some room to grow, you know? Like, uh, he, he's he's not... He's not to that level um, of just dominance. So it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Um, he he had a great part on that first goal. He got it through. Um, and Victor Trocek, Victor, <laughs> Vincent Trocek, uh, who just loves playing his former team apparently. He's just going to keep keep on scoring goals. But he's got three now in two games against the Panthers. Uh, so good for him. Gets the tip out in front. Hurricanes were on those tips tonight. Um, all, all their goals really were a result of traffic in front. Um, and in the second period, if we're going to jump to that, you know, still a, a, a good effort by the Hurricanes. Probably their best period, really. I mean, I don't think probably. I would say definitely their best period. They get uh, a Jake Bean goal, which I believe was also on the power play. So, you know, awesome. I got news for you. Jake Bean ain't coming out of the lineup. This guy has been just consistently being getting more and more comfortable and playing at you know better and better levels every night. Um, he's still got plenty to work on the de- defensive zone and like he's going to. I'm, and I'm not editing that out because what a dog noise! Wow, like that was Hall of Fame level dog noise on this show. Like I know that you, I know that if you've listened to this show, you know you get you're gonna get dog noises. They're in here with me. You know, but that one was like, put it up in the rafters. That was a good one. Good girl. That was Lily, everybody. Say hi, Lily. Um, She just did, obviously. Wow. What a great dog noise. Well done. Well done. Gold medal dog noise. Um, Anyway, where it's really hard to get back on track after that. Um, Better second period. Jake Bean gets his first NHL goal. Good shot. Um, and honestly, the kid's just, he's just playing well. He's not coming out of the lineup. If you're a Hayden Flurry or a Jake Gardner fan, uh, you know, mm, good luck. Jake Bean ain't coming out. Like those guys are going to go back and forth, I guess. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Gardner draws back in here for the same reason as Flurry did when Gardner was playing just fine. Cause I think Hayden Flurry's played just fine, but I don't think he's been like un- irreplaceably outstanding, you know? Uh, I mean, he's just been good. Like he's been what you expect from a third pairing defenseman. He's been fine. Um, but, you know, for the same reason that Rob was like, I don't want Hayden to sit for too long without playing, he's going to feel the same way about Jake. So I would imagine Jake Gardner probably squeezes back in, but either way, it's fine with me. Uh, you know, it's a good problem to have. I'll keep saying it. And I don't really care who's on that third pairing right now, but I I, I think I would care about Jake Bean coming out because I think this guy's got a lot of offense to give this year. I really do. I think that he's going to keep heating up. I think you're going to see his points just keep keep coming. 
Like, he's going to be productive. I like him on the power play. Uh, he just has great poise. He also kind of set up a goal um, with just great poise. Like, sometimes he makes plays, even, you know, in the defensive end, on the half wall, where he's comfortable handling the puck at that level, which is difficult to get there uh, because the speed is just intense and everyone's go- everyone out there is really, really, really good. Like, it's not like any other league you've played in where, you know, some of the players are like, this guy's obviously good, but like, he's not on he's not on par with the top. Like, everyone at the NHL level is an extremely good hockey player. So uh, they're all capable of, of competing against you and winning. Um, so, you know, I've seen him make a couple plays where he's just been poised. He hasn't been nervous. He hasn't been like, some guys will just like, oh, hack it deep. I also think that Steven Lorenz, same thing. Um, you know, he's he showed poise. And I like that he stayed in the lineup. Honestly, when Tara Vinen comes back, I wouldn't be surprised if if Lorenz stays. Honestly, I've liked him better than Martinuk. I don't think that Martinuk's given all that much this year. You know, I I know that Canes fans love him because of the personality, but the truth is, like, personality's great. But like, I'd rather have a player that can do more. Um, so right now, like if Tavo came back in the lineup, I would put I would put uh, I would keep Lorenz out there. I've liked him. And Cedric Paquette just hits everything that moves, so I feel like he's useful. Um, and there you go. And on defense, I think I'd keep, you know, Jake Beans staying in, and it's going to be a rotation between Gardner and, and Flurry, And that's a good problem to have. Uh, not for the pocketbooks, <laughs> because you're paying both of them. But, um, you know, you've, you've got choices. You've got depth, and someone will, someone will get hurt eventually. Like, I can't see the Hurricanes making it through this whole season, the rest of the season, without uh, one of those defensemen being out. So there you go. You've got an option to come come right in and do do their thing. And that's good. That's awesome. Anyway, where were we? Second period. <laughs> so the Hurricanes have a 2 nothing lead. And there's like 11 minutes or so left. And I'm thinking, all right, this team has to just play smart. Two, up to Florida has been coming back on people lately. Like They just did that against Dallas. And so in my mind, I'm thinking Hurricanes just need to play smart. They need to literally get pucks deep, not just the cliche. Like actually when you get to the center line, if you can't cleanly skate it over or make some sort of play, do the safe thing and at least make sure that if they're going to get the puck, they're going to start, you know, behind their own goal instead of in the center ice. Like that's why the neutral zone is so important because three guys in the neutral zone, either it's a, they steal it from you and they've got numbers in the offensive zone, or you get it into their end, and maybe they get it, but now you've got five guys back. You know what I mean? So um, just important to be smart and make those plays in the neutral zone. And Florida destroyed the Hurricanes in the neutral zone in the third period. And, you know, that's where the comeback comes from. And, you know, I love Svechnikov, but lately, like, he's been struggling to score, and I think that it's been affecting his decisions. He's doing that thing that young guys do, and I don't fault him for it because it's just a, it's a natural thing, and every mistake he's making is coming from an effort level, which is good because if you remember guys like Jeff Skinner, uh, you know, occasionally when a guy would get in a drought, you'd see him start making bad plays, and I don't know that it was from trying too hard. I think maybe it was from not trying hard enough, like being dejected, you know? I don't think you're going to get that as Fetchnikov. He's way too competitive in a good way, like positively competitive. Like he's never going to give up. Um, so like, I, I love that about him, but he presses a little too hard when it comes to 
trying to create offense because you know he knows that that's what he's intended to do so you know that that penalty he takes like there's just it's 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 an effort-based penalty he sees a guy coming in he's like i have to stop him by all means necessary which is a you know an okay attitude to have if it's in check with discipline and it just was a really dumb play the opposite of a smart play to you know hold that guy up in the neutral zone it wasn't that big of a chance it just wasn't a necessary risk because like what would you rather have had that guy get into the zone, which I don't even remember who that was, and that should tell you all you need to know. Like, it wasn't a dangerous offensive player. Every player can do stuff in the offensive zone at the NHL level, but that guy was not going to just walk in and score. It wasn't going to happen. So what would you rather have? He passes you, and, you know, maybe they have a three-on-two for four seconds, and you have good defensemen back in a goalie position, and they're on the outside. So it's like not a crazy high-percentage play. Would you rather deal with that, defending that, or power play, or a power play for the Panthers? And by the way, their power play is top ten in the league. You know, uh, I would take that offensive chance that they were going to get off of that rush ten times out of ten. And it was just a—you can't take that penalty. Svech knows it. You know, they'll go over it, they'll look at it in video, and he'll learn from it. And that's great, good. And I'm glad the Hurricanes didn't lose because of it. But uh, that was the. The first step in just like, a, what are you doing? And then Florida got momentum, and they were pushing, and they were pushing hard. And then the Hurricanes have an offensive zone faceoff. And somehow, Florida gets a two-on-one and scores. And look, if you're down three to nothing, and that happens, I go, yeah. I don't know why that team was being so aggressive right there, but yeah. I mean, I it, because... You're, you're trying to take chances to keep the puck. Like, a lot of times when you're down and you're trying to score and you're trying to you're taking chances to score, a lot of odd man rushes go on the other way. Like, just, it's a, it's a common thing in games. It's the reason why 2-1 games turn to 3-1 games toward the end of the game. Um, but in this one, where you're up and there's less than 10 minutes, I mean, I think there was like, what, eight minutes left in this game? Seven? It wasn't a lot. It was in the final 10 minutes for sure. Um, and you're up by a goal, I mean, that's hang-on territory. That's don't stop trying to score, but don't don't take risks at all. What, why are you taking any risks? Make the safe play every time. So let me just break this down for you. To, <laughs> to have an offensive zone face-off, you're already in an advantageous position, okay? So let's just call that plus one. If you know you need to be conservative, then... Your defensemen shouldn't be pinching, no matter what, off of the draw. They should be up. You should you should guarantee to have two guys back. <laughs> and at least one of your forwards should, you know, be thinking about staying high. Because that's just a smart thing to do. Because you want to win the draw, and like you, you know, you want to try to score, obviously, because you want to win the game. Scoring goals is a pretty good way to do that. Um, but you can't give up that. It was exactly what you can't do. So you're already at a plus one position. You should guarantee to have at least two guys back with a forward thinking about being defensively responsible. And somehow that turns into a two-on-one against you, which is like a three-point flip. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no excuse for why that should have happened. It was multiple guys 
making mistakes. And they're mistakes you can't make. And for guys like Dougie Hamilton that like to jump in, that's not the time. He tried to make a play. He tried to he tried to pinch to keep the zone. Dude, just fight another day. A two-on-two is not a big deal. Just get back. Play defense. Like, that's the thing. Like, some of these guys, I know offense is what you want, but just play defense. You're a defenseman. Play defense. It's okay to play defense. Like, not every puck coming out of the zone is an end-of-the-world end of scenario. Yeah, we want to be aggressive. We want to push things. But you know when you want to do... That play that Dougie tried to make, you try to make that when you're down 3-1 in the third. Because, uh, what I mean, you need you need that puck to stay in. You need that chance to happen. When you're up 2-1 and they just scored on you and they're already pushing, you don't give them a fucking 2-on-1. It's just like, just a really, really bad decision. The Fords all got caught too because it was such, I mean, it was also a cleanly one face-off, you know, whoever actually, I can't remember whether it was actually like one back or not. I think it was kind of a tie-up situation, but they get it cleanly. Like Florida outnumbers the Hurricanes. So how all those things happen, how you lose the face-off, how they get out of the zone that cleanly without a Ford high, the defenseman pinches in that situation, you know? all How all those things happen makes no sense to me. And that's it's just not being situationally aware. And again, it's something I'm sure that they'll review and they'll, you know, guys will learn from it, guys will get better, but it's not out of the realm of what I see consistently. So I'd like to see the Hurricanes, you know, be able to say, yes, still try to score, still be aggressive on offense, but don't be stupid. Don't take needless chances. You're already winning. So don't take unnecessary chances. You know when you take chances? When there's a backup plan. Like, yes, pinch. But pinch because you know you have a Ford who's able to cover for you. Those are the type of chances I want to see you still take. Because if you don't take those chances, guaranteed the other team will just have the puck in your zone way more and they're more likely to score and tie the game, right? Um, But when you're up, there's no reason to pinch as a defenseman at the line and not have a backup plan. And your backup plan is it's a two-on-one. No, unacceptable. That's an, A two-on-one is an unacceptable result when you're up one in the third period. So do you, you cannot make the play that could potentially result in that because that's an unacceptable outcome. And I don't know that all the Hurricanes defensemen think that way at all times, and that to me is a bit of a problem. I think the for, some of the Fords, same way. Like, just be thinking about defense when you're up. I don't know that a lot of these guys are as capable as you'd like to see them be. Um, but anyway, the Hurricanes, you know, they go down or they, they they lose the lead. It's 2-2. And then they get a goal. Brett Pesci continues to just be, um, you know, keep bringing the offense this year. He's, he's gotten so, so good at getting pucks to the net. Um, and Warren Fogle's there in good position. I thought that Fogle had a really good game. He was really dangerous around the net. Um, his fourth goal of the season, dude, I could not tell you another goal that he scored this year. <laughs> like, I think I remember at least one, right? But when I heard that he had four, I was like, he's a, he has four? I thought he had, I thought that was two, you know? So good for Warren Fogle for being like quietly productive. Um, I thought he was really good that game. He gets a tip. So it's three, two. And you're thinking, oh, wow, this team could have folded. They could, it could have really gone the other direction. They actually poured it on and they scored. And now, do it, like, try again, you know? Now, back to, all right, no more chances. Like, let's really focus on defense for five minutes. All we have to do is not let them score for five minutes, and we win the game. Shouldn't be that difficult to accomplish. Um, but for the Hurricanes, it was. 
They got, you know, a chance down low. And the goal is what it is because it's a it's a tip out of midair, and it was just unreal. Um, Patrick Hornquist bats it out of midair. So, but it's just like, it's upsetting to see that lead blown, and it was a chain reaction of a bad decision, another bad decision, you know. If it's going to be, they're just they're just making plays. Like, you know, when Florida, when, when the same thing happened, when Florida was, you know, took a lead in Raleigh off of a, you know, behind the back spinorama pass on a two-on-one, I was way less upset about it because it was like, if you're gonna if you're gonna come back on us or if you're gonna if you're gonna take the lead or whatever it is, do it on something like that. You know, do it on where it's like, wow, credit to you, just a great play. You know, I mean, yeah, we could have done a little more to stop it, but that's just skill outskilling us. I'm way more comfortable to tip my cap and say that was a really nice play. They deserve that goal um, than I am like, yeah, nice goal, but we kind of gave you the opportunity. Like, don't give things away late in the game, right? That's pretty common sense to me, but. Um, the Hurricanes managed to not lose the game after that, which I don't know how, because James Brimer made that, like, I mean, you can call it a two-pad stack if you want. He kind of just flew out at the, at the guy and threw his legs up in the air, but not in any sort of stacking variety, just kind of out there. It was like a V, the, a flying V goaltender version with his legs. Um, and that was very close, hit the post. Uh, and then in like the last 30 seconds of the game, it was, it was close. A lot of chances for Florida. Canes get out of there. I'm thinking, oh my goodness. All right. Well, I don't know how this one's going to shake out, but this overtime period is going to be important. We'll see who can. We'll see if they can do better than last time they played them in overtime. And they just dominated in overtime. Had a few chances to score. Bobrovsky was good. Um, you know, really, really good chances. It goes to a shootout. And in my head, I'm thinking the Hurricanes have won so many shootouts in a row. Like law of averages has to kick in at some point here. Like, is this the one? I'm feeling every shootout, I feel a little less and less confident that we're going to win it until we lose one. Because <laughs> I'm like, how many can we win in a row? You know, like, how many of these can we win in a row? And Barkov scores, and I'm like, mm, I don't know, this might be the one. And Hamilton scores, and I'm like, okay, good, good, good. And then we stop Huberdo, I think it was. Trocek scores, and then Hornquist scores, and then Aho literally doesn't even shoot the puck. Like, what was that? I don't even have words for what that was. Uh, and then uh, Svech has a chance to win it, doesn't. Reimer makes another save, and then give the puck to Marty Natchez. This man is just an extra time, man, whether it be three-on-three three or a shootout. Marty Natchez is your guy. He's the best. He is the best player the Hurricanes could put on the ice for those situations. His hands are just insane. He, like, he makes incredible moves looks so easy because there's so much room and like his skill is just overwhelming overwhelmingly evident when he's out there uh Bobrovsky led in three five hole goals which is like ah yeesh for him but for the Hurricanes good and good on Natchez for kind of recognizing that and making a good enough move where it wasn't super predictable picking the five hole one more time Canes get the extra point out of it uh you don't want to make a habit of one having to win games and shootouts because a shootout win means very, very little this season in comparison to what it, you know, does. Because you're, everyone you're giving points to are directly teams that you're competing with. So it's never okay to give away uh, an extra point, you know? Like, I mean, it's it's okay, but it's never like, oh, it's not a D, it doesn't matter, you know? It always matters because it's always, oh, instead of getting two points on the Panthers, we only climbed one and we won. Like, you should have got two. Um, 
and a shootout win is like the la- like those are the last of the last tiebreakers. Like literally, you have to beat them in points. If you're gonna pile those up, you have to beat teams in points. You're not gonna win the tiebreakers because the tiebreakers are gonna be regulation wins and regulation and overtime wins. So that's not a shootout. A shootout is like it basically almost doesn't count as a win, but you just get a point. You get the points for a win. You know what I mean? So tiebreaker wise, like it's the last thing to count. Um, but the Hurricanes get the W. I would like to see them go beat Florida again uh, on Monday when this episode comes out. So hopefully, as you're listening to this, you're getting ready for a Canes win. Uh, we need Morozik back. Reimer's been a bit shaky of late. I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see Ned and Net. But for a large portion of that game, Reimer was good. And then he just, I mean, it's just been the thing lately. Like, he's been pretty good for most of the game. He's made big saves, and then just stuff has leaked through him. And I'd like to see that not happen. I don't know if either of our goalies right now are really capable of that not happening for consistent stretches. But the last time Ned was in there, he looked really good. So I wouldn't mind seeing him again. Um, And Peter Morozik, come on back, you know? Come on back. He's close. I think he's maybe a week or so out. So that's great. I literally can't talk anymore even if I wanted to or tried to at all. So thanks so much for listening. Sorry I wasn't as, you know, high energy as normal. But my throat literally feels like fucking cat scratch post so um thanks for hanging in there with me follow at canes train pod uh thanks for subscribing if you do if you don't go ahead click the subscribe button you don't have to worry about episodes every monday thursday you're waking up and they're there um so appreciate you as always remember you can always ask any questions you want by tweeting at canes train pod and uh yeah looking forward to thursday we'll see y'all then so Have a good one. Have a good week. Have a good Monday. You know, all those things. I'm out of here, man. I'm going to go lay down and take a fucking Benadryl. Later, ladies and gents.